Hey you. Hmm. Wake up. Start your day off right and listen to CMRU.ca. I'm going back to sleep. Not a morning person? Good thing we play music 24-7 so you can get back to bed. Okay. CMRU. Bring me everyone. Going on over Skype, yes? You remember? with us today by the name of Chris Campbell. How's it going? Hey, Chris. <laughs> Good to see you. It's a long time. Yeah, you've grown, a, you've grown a beard. Yeah, I was, <laughs> everyone in this chat has a beard. I decided, um, I was like, why not, you know, I'm in quarantine, how bad can it be? And so, it's just going to happen. What? That's right now. It looks different even from a week ago. Yeah, I'm just growing every day. It all. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see if I could, and I can a little bit, almost. I still need to work on my sideburns. Right, Chris looks yeah. like he's filling them up. Yeah, I'm getting there slowly. Nice and clean. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> How you been? Oh man, I've been busy. Super busy, sort of. even in quarantine. No, not no. at all. I was just kidding. I have nothing going on. Absolutely I'm super nothing. slow. Well. Yeah, not really. I've been, like, cleaning up the house, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. been trying to get into, you know, do a couple of push-ups once in a while, <laughs> you know? Get on that fitness. It, yeah. Yeah, totally. Honestly, it's kind of it's oh, weird sorry. hearing you say that you've been doing nothing. Because you used to be like, we never even saw you because you're doing so many things. I know. It's it's a really weird adjustment. Like, I'm I'm trying to stay busy whatever way I can. I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm doing I'm doing so much busy work now. Just like, I don't know, doing really unnecessary math and budgeting and just like weird things <laughs> like that. But yeah, it's an adjustment. It's pretty strange. Are you reliving stats? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing. Is I'm getting ready for stats class. <laughs> Gross. I'm actually happy because I just finished stats and I'll never have to take it again. Feels oh, man. so good. I just uh, finished the semester. Loki happy because of COVID because we could take it online, nice. and so like open open book stats exam right. just like nice, <laughs> nice. Have worked out better. I'm I gonna finish off. It. Yeah, I, I'm gonna finish off with stats. I I think it's gonna be the last thing I do in my degree. It's just gonna be you know such a friendly way to leave <laughs> the degree. <laughs> yeah, that was my thoughts going into. That's why I waited until fourth year last semester. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, I, I can't wait to just get it over with. Yeah. So, Dana, are you looking forward to the stats? Because you still have to take it. I'm doing it right now, actually. For my own <laughs> like, like. You're doing it for fun, or you're actually taking, like, an online course? It's just, like, like freelance stats, man. Freelance stats. Freelance stats. stats. <laughs> wow. That's, That's really it's <laughs> wow, I'm actually really impressed, Dane. That's cool. That class is going to be a breeze for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> just approach it. Just approach it with the same enthusiasm, and you got it, man. Yeah. Yeah. One day. I'm going to do the same as Chris just next year, you know. 
Yeah. We should take it together. We'll push through. We will. We will. (laughs) I was trying to get Dane to take it with me. I was like, hey, Dane, come. And then he missed, like, he always misses, like, the first week, two weeks of school. (laughs) Right. Okay. I was like, okay, he's missing a lot of stats, but it's fine. He can still make up for it. And then he finally shows up to, like, the, the fourth class, and he's like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> Just straight up, he's like, yeah, this, is, this isn't happening. I'm sorry. It's not happening. <laughs> I was expecting to actually be able to make our independent media project this semester, so I was like, oh, I don't want to be distracted by stats. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to do a graduation mm. project, and then I realized, oh, okay, well, that's not happening either. I could have just maybe done stats, so it's like yeah. it's a letdown. This whole did thing, you but, did you guys both have to do the alternative assignments? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, it was fun, but it was, it's not the same as making a, a film. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Writing an essay is not as <laughs> have the same <laughs> kind of reward. No. Did you get all your filming done, Chris? Uh, I'm actually just gonna take the class next year because I want to really like, you know, get this film right. You know, I feel like being at school, there's like a really good opportunity to just like focus on that. And I have a super justified reason, you know, as to like just do that. So, yeah, that's what I'm most nervous about doing these independent media projects, because it's like the, the dream and the vision I have going into them isn't really the same because with with the added weight of like four other classes demanding your time it's yeah like I, I wish i could go full-time and write a beautiful script and you know vet it and you know find people that can, yeah. are willing to adopt my, my schedule and me adopt to theirs and then we can fully produce this thing and you know have it actually realistically good yeah <laughs> but totally. i feel like there's just so much trying to juggle this like a whole like short film even if you do a basic one, there's just so much that goes into it. There's so much behind the scenes. Yeah. Even even the most simple, yeah. you know, concepts. Yeah. Like, you still have, like, so much planning. And scheduling, like you said, is, like, oh, yeah. that's half of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it honestly you know? is. Yeah. You should take it next year. You should just redo it. Why not? <laughs> just for <a> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, honestly. Because you want to get the most out of your degree, what you're paying for. Oh, totally. There's like thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment yeah. there that yeah. we wouldn't normally have access to. Yeah. I feel it, bad now that I won't be able to use the C100s. I'm like, oh, that was my last opportunity. I mean, I still yeah. have to do the internship, but I, mean, I don't you know, think that was Society of Broadcasting is uh, hiring uh, an internship. Person. Yeah. I think I applied for that already. I, I'll, see. I'll see where that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you I'm go. not sure how many other people are applying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds fun. Like, I, I already worked with Ben, so I was like, this this should be easy. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's good times. I'm, I'm excited to do maybe a couple more short films, even at home. Like, I'm starting to write some more or touch up on scripts that I started at the beginning of the semester when I had more time. So this is really exciting. Uh, I don't know when I'll be able to produce them. Maybe I'll just do, like, spin-off, like, short little mm-hmm. shorts, I guess. And just work from there. You know, just get better at, I guess, understanding my camera, shots, lighting, like what my overall style is. And then editing is a huge thing that I really want to work on. Like, I feel like as much as I do like video, like videographer work, I can never do enough editing where I'm like, okay, this is my style. You know, this is where I want to go in the future. Yeah, like it's establishing like the the road that you want to go down sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice right now. I mean you know, silver linings, I guess, is, like, we have the opportunity to, like, write all of this content or, like, plan all this content to where when we come back, 
you know, we can just like be super busy with yeah. all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know when we'll be back though. It's so like weird to think like when could we possibly be back to class? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. I've heard rumors that it, we're not going back to class till January, which is like I'd be surprised. Weird Whoa. to think about. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a sad way to end the the degree, like the four year degree for us. It's just like why would it yeah. happen at the last year? Like, <laughs> last second. Last I was, year. I was talking to somebody in our in our cohort and they were saying that they had their last day of classes of university and never knew it. Yeah. Because huh. it just weird. got, you know, canceled before they had a chance to, like, you know. That uh, media case study <laughs> class we were in, that presentation with uh, Steve Olson. Chris, you're in that class, right? Or no? No, I never took that one, no. Oh, right, that was just Brandon and I. But we were yeah. in Gareth's together. Yeah. Gareth's yeah. So that was, yeah. like, our last week of class. But we didn't have classes that week for his class. Right, but yeah. No, no, one, no one said goodbye to each other. No one... Um, there wasn't any big, like, Because yeah, it happened well. on, like... Sunday that they actually canceled it for good and yeah. we, were, we didn't know until the weekend that we still went to class Friday thinking we'd go to class on Monday potentially yeah and then it happened so <laughs> yeah it's it's weird you know like uh we always do these group photos uh with our program like our our year and uh we had taken one all the way up until now where we all had to just do like selfies instead and it was just like one of those weird changes that you know we had, that was totally out of our control we just had to like i don't know deal yeah. with it we never got to have like a big like hurrah you know no and maybe but. not for a while like it's going to be a delayed celebration which is weird but yeah oh well yeah. oh well <laughs> at least we're not like the three of us were still around for another year so it could, yeah. it could be yeah. decent for us we'll see yeah i mean <laughs> it's possible for those of us taking the extra year we might be able to all graduate together now yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mini go. graduation. Yeah, I think all grads are like postponed or like they'll do like maybe like an online version, but I don't know what that'll be like. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so weird for people right now. Imagine yeah. if this was your first year in your in university, so like this is your introduction. It's just online. Oh. That would be weird. Oh man, if you were starting in the fall, your first year, and you have to like readjust to like physical classes two years from now or a year and a half from now how oh that's a good point yeah that's yeah great. and I, it's I gonna be even it's gonna be super weird for broadcasting first year i feel like because like this is their introductory phase like they have to learn all the equipment they have to yeah learn how to be a disc jockey they have they have to like find, figure their way out with all the settings even if you do know the camera and all its settings which no one really does unless you like engineer the thing yeah. like just getting your hands on and like figuring out like what works for you and what you kind of like it's i don't know how they're gonna if classes continue to be online until so january far. it's like how do you how do you do anything because it's all introductory right yeah that's a really I mean, good point yeah i don't know how that's gonna work maybe they'll just be like yeah. theory classes first <clears throat> like they'll switch oh, it maybe. to just be like intro to communications um etc like those types of classes maybe because all the hands-on stuff you can't do them at the moment yeah you just can't <laughs> and like you say it's like you can't just pick up a, even if you just studied the book like where all the you know menu options are it's like when you pick this thing up on set and you're like thinking about a thousand other things and you've never gone through 
the yeah. settings on your own time. Like it's going to yeah. take you forever to like get through all those settings. So, yeah. 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 Even, even being familiar with lighting and, and like all the knowledge I have, like I still spend like an hour just on lighting yeah. <laughs> alone. Even though I know what to do, like I still enter the scene. I'm like, I have no idea what to do with this lighting or how to position it. And then I just keep tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it until I figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, just like starting brand new, it's like, oh my gosh, that'd be so intimidating. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And now they're yeah. on a kind of a crunch going forward. So, yeah. That's crazy. It, make, it makes you kind of realize like the importance of having a home studio at this point. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything here. Like I, I, I could have invested in like lighting or like a, a green screen or something to put in my basement or like a tripod at the very least. Just basic stuff, right? That you take yeah. for granted. Yeah. I was fortunate. I did all of that. Like I have a full like light kit, a green screen, like stand, like. Like, I, I'm basically equipped, you know. But on the other end of that, too, is, like, I I invested in all this gear, but now, like, yet. nobody's hiring. It's like, oh, I'm not going to, like, vlog myself or anything. That's not really my thing. So. <laughs> you could become a YouTuber. <laughs> I could, yeah. Yeah, it would be a high production value. <laughs> least, so. Tutorials with Chris. Oh, yeah. would be amazing. I'd watch this shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. Yeah. It could be uh, sponsored by GM Your BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And society of broadcasting and broadcasting in general. Yeah, totally. Nobody's bringing money yeah. in. So it's nice to have the sponsorship. There. Yeah. Get Jason on That'd as a featured guest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen Tim and Terry. Like, yeah, like they do like interviews with like filmmakers. Like there's this there's this couple that's like really interesting in Calgary. They're well, she's like an influencer. He's a photographer, video producer, and, and they're just at home. They have a home studio. So now they're just like interviewing people by like basically podcasting, but just like talking about camera, camera details, um, just like the just the cat, like the camera. Well, not the camera industry, the photography industry, the video industry, um, how it is right now. And that's basically it's pretty interesting to listen to. So there's always like things you can do while it's like quiet, but. It's more just like. Have you guys heard of this uh, portraits thing no. that's been happening in Calgary? It's uh, like freelance uh, photographers are going around taking like socially distant, safe portraits of people on their on oh, their right. portrait on their porches. That, yeah, <laughs> but they were told to huh. stop. It wasn't what? safe. Yeah, because they said it's like it's encouraging people to gather and things like that. So even though you're like a long ways from the family, you're still encouraging like groups to come together and things Interesting. so yeah 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 wait was it a free service or was it paid uh it was a paid service the the lady i heard about she was donating all the money to charities and stuff but oh wow yeah she was asked to stop huh that's interesting yeah, yeah. i don't even really know like what you could do as far as video production at this point like i just feel like so confused by trying to figure it out like, yeah, I, I guess document the experience, but everyone's doing it. So it's like that's that's exactly the way I feel. I keep yeah. meaning to like I keep thinking like oh, I'm gonna, we're going to see all these like documentaries come out and I'm going to be like, oh, I should have hopped on the train or something. <laughs> but it's also going to be like yeah. there's going to be so much. Yeah. Like, like find a unique angle with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because so was you know. that CBC who, who somebody was offering like a grant or something to work on covid documentaries or something but right yeah oh really yeah and it's pretty cool but i just feel like there's gonna be so much and a lot of it's gonna be really really bad <laughs> and we're gonna have to wait like 
10 years later when like a pro comes in gathers everybody's footage yeah. and then the, a good yeah. documentary is going to come yeah. out yeah interviews the people gets their it's like journalism basically how yeah. they felt at the time yeah. yeah totally actually though something i've seen that's kind of interesting is like home-based short films like so it's like a short film competition uh yeah. festival just based on like making a short film in your house one or two characters right minimal minimal stuff which yeah, I, I saw like, that a uh, uh, film riot did this competition and it was like uh it was like a short window it was like a, a week or so thank you to make and uh th- they said the rules were like no doom and gloom like it had to be positive and cheery okay. and things <laughs> like that to like combat the i don't know covid mentality i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Like that. Yeah. Are you going to do something like this thing? Is this inspiring to you? It would be interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. Writing a short film with just me, maybe. Like, just directing yourself. Directing like, and trying acting. Trying to make a story. Or with, like, my parents. Just, like, yeah. the people that are in my house right now. My dog. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but... I mean, it, it's... You still have some creativity. Once it gets warmer out, you can go into the, you know, the backyard a little bit more the yeah yeah a bit more maybe parks you know yeah yeah although it might be that might be a problem they might start limiting how many people can even do that soon so maybe there's a way like all us filmmakers can uh just coordinate and make films together we just share each other's footage and that way we can yeah, incorporate absolutely. multiple people people i think that'd be pretty cool you know yeah yeah, it'd be like a continuity weird. nightmare, but it'd be a funny yeah, story. The yeah. lens, the camera body, <laughs> <laughs> the editing software. Yeah. The I feel like codec, you have to get creative. Like, there's no doubt you could come up with stories with with yeah. some interesting type of uh, fictional narrative. But it's just like the actual production of it is so hard. Because, like, you're basically, you have to do everything yourself now if you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, try to light yourself. Yeah. You know? so that's, like, the, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah, because like mm. productions in general, you just rely on you know a team of people most of the time. It's it's rarely just like one guy and a camera doing everything. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll change the way we look at video production quite a bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'm sure a lot of us who are like trying to make it work anyways and try to push through this will probably come out a lot stronger for it. You know, like we'll have to learn how to work with truly what we have and yeah. with like really limited resources. So, yeah, you know, if we yeah. apply ourselves, we might, you know, learn a lot. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. So now it's been a month or so basically since we've all seen each other in person. Do you guys think it's been, it feels longer or like shorter than that? Whew. Uh I think it's been pretty short. I don't know. I've been stressed out every single day. Uh, I had to do exams. The 20-page the research paper, Oh yeah. was, I spent a week straight doing that. And then right after that, I had stats to study for, which, which was a nightmare. And, like, it just, like, every day couldn't be long enough for me. <laughs> but now that really? I'm, yeah, now that I'm done that and I'm just, like, I'm doing nothing, I'm just, like, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just occupying just my time. Anything at all, just waiting yeah, for something. Yeah, now it's. Like, I can actually breathe, and it, it feels nice. So I feel like yeah. only up until, like, yesterday was my actual, like, break. Like, the COVID, the quarantine is actually kind of setting in. And even then, it's just a breath of fresh air to me. So 
Yeah. I, I haven't really noticed anything. Do you have any goals with your free time now? Uh, just work on my writing. I feel like that's a huge yeah. aspect of uh, where I struggle. Like being original character development is, is a nightmare. I am tragic. Uh, yeah, that's all I can really think of. We like, should get a few people to... together and just like work on a script, like a bunch of us. We just like yeah, throw cool. ideas around, you know? <laughs> kind of cool. I have a bunch of ideas. I just, yeah, I just don't know how to develop them fully. Yeah. So, so I'm just trying like, to work um, on that. Like an anthology series, like, uh, or. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, it's like, I think it's an anthology. This one movie I really like. Basically, it's like, yeah, it's like three films. Well, more like five. Five films in one film. So they're all made by like a different writer, director, but it's one cohesive movie. But it's just like, it's the same themes, but it's like a new new characters and a new story, but they all kind of connect. So sure. like five of us could like write. Like it's like basically like five chapters, but they're all unrelated to each other. But they're all, you know, a theme of like revenge or a theme of like forgiveness or whatever, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That'd be really it's, interesting. Yeah, hmm. I mean, maybe do it, but then it's hard too because you're just like limited with like actors, like unless we all act, which would be fun too. But it's just like right. you really have to do everything. <laughs> There's no other way around. It'd be a super fun experiment, though. Yeah, we, should start, it, it, we could do like a DM your BF universe and we could, you know, start something big. It would be a cinematic universe. Yeah. DM your BFCU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. There's a lot of things you have to trademark this. Yeah. Get on these. I think we should. <laughs> it's going to be good, I think. Well, even like we should do like DM your BF. Like, we could do like fictional DM your BFs uh, interviews. Like you were wanting to do from from a few months ago, Brennan. Like a fictionalized version of us. Oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, because I pitched that for my independent media project. I wanted to, like, make us do Demir BS style, but, like, make it exaggerated. Like, because we have a lot of crazy people that come on our show. Right, I heard of crazy that. ideas. So, yeah, I, I wanted Dane and me to be crazy and then have someone else come in as a guest and then them crazy selves but it's just like this nightmare and everyone's just deadpan like it's just dry like british almost humor yeah and everyone just like continues on and i thought that would have been hilarious and i was working on a script but then i decided to scrap it because i actually wanted to produce something serious i feel like i don't do enough serious works like all my works are like comedic in nature yeah which i, I it's funny but like i wanted to see if i can actually write a, a serious piece mm. so then that's what i did but I'd, I'd be willing to entertain the idea. I'd be hilarious. I think it would be great. <laughs> I always I always thought of it when Ben Goodman, the uh, uh, you guys call him the state manager, right? State manager. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was telling me about this. And like the first thing that popped into my mind was like a like an animated show, like a Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, like a, that'd be interesting. I'd love to see that. Oh, animated, my gosh. Animated versions of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I, I did animate I us. But yeah. it was okay. Dame looked Asian, and I looked kind of really greasy, really oh. greasy, <laughs> like greasier than right now. <laughs> well, you could roll yeah. it, roll with that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Animation's hard. I tried learning a uh, Flash way back when, and now I'm just trying to get back into like cartoons and cartoonifying and it's just it's so much work i don't know how people have the patience like every time i like i watch like an old school D disney film i'm just like 
wow. How? You can literally yeah. see every frame. And it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they do hair. Like, it's, I'm like, someone actually drew, like, every single strand over and over and over again. But it had yeah, to be totally. with the person. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no <laughs> the way. Patience. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm thinking Dane will have to go bald. <laughs> that would make mind. it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Let's save a lot on production. <laughs> yeah, I'll trim this, get rid of everything up here. And I hope you don't mind. I know you've been growing it up for a hot minute. <laughs> but just, like, scrap everything, basically. <laughs> Everybody's just going to have to be skinheads on the show. Just make it cheaper. <laughs> it's for the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Save you some time. Strictly budgeting reason. Is it that hard <laughs> to do hair? Really? Yeah, I think I spent a long time doing your hair because, like, even, like, a flick in the wrong direction, like, either makes you, like, look really feminine or, like, if it's too long, then it just doesn't look good. It's, there's a whole thing, yeah. It's kind of like having real hair, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. (laughs) So, Um, so Chris... Um, when it comes to music, when it comes to music in your short films, how, what is what is your approach? Like, how do you how do you approach music? Do you make your own scores? Do you try to like go on Fiverr? Do you try to do you hire Dane? He's a music producer, right? Yeah, I have t- chatted with Dane about many pieces actually. <laughs> um, um, I I don't know. Every project's a little bit different. Like, especially. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're doing kind of documentary promotional type stuff is a lot different from like full narratives, things yeah. like that. I, I subscribe to a service called Artlist, which is just a huge library of, of tracks that you can just pull from and, and use as you want. Um, uh, there's another really cool, uh, website called Filmstro, or it's another app kind of subscription based thing. And it's pretty cool because you can kind of pick from a track and you can, you can tailor it to your film. You can kind of like put up the the depth dial and the intensity dials and like mix it all around and stuff. And we used that for our last film, uh, Deadlines. Yeah. Which uh, it was a lot of fun to play with. It's it's its own learning curve. It's not like something you just pick up and like you're good at doing right away. But yeah, it's pretty fun. I think in the future because I uh, work like I play guitar a little bit myself and like. I know artists and things like that. I really like the idea of like making something totally original. That way is like the creator of the film. Like you can say like, I'm behind all of this, you know, like I yeah. didn't just like, I didn't just find this thing online and it happened to work. It's like, I want to like totally stand behind, you know, what it is that I can like create. So I want to like, you know, either do it myself uh, in any way that I can, or I think it's important too to like try to support the local community as well. So, you know, outsourcing to other artists or something to come up with a score for the film. So that's kind of my approach. I just, I just like the idea of, um, you know, being totally behind your project. Like every aspect of it is like, yeah, like I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's really cool. Uh, I try to, yeah, I try to do the same thing. Um, I, I found a bunch of libraries which offer free music and, you know, as, as, as nice as that is, the amount of time that you spend trying to browse for free yeah. music. Yeah, and they sound free. Yeah, you, you can tell. They don't but, sound yeah. like you paid a bunch of money for it. 
ever. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm leaning to more away from that, but uh, until I have like steady income or like until I'm like more seriously involved in the industry, I'm hesitant to get a subscription or mm. unless someone pays me or like they have access to a sound library. I generally just use whatever the best free version I can find. Yeah. Which comes at a cost and that's the quality obviously. Yeah. But I, I find it interesting that you mentioned that because yeah, a lot of times I'm like, we, we have to make a lot of compromises. I feel as a director, you know, and I feel like sound is like, I remember Irv telling us this, but sound is like audio. It's like so important. It can make or yeah. break your film. And you know, my experience is it's, it's, it's so true. Like even if the visuals are beautiful, um, if, if your sound is just like, if it's just completely off, or like there's this dry humming in the background, yeah. and it just, just, it takes away from the whole experience and it's a huge oh, problem. Yeah. Even, even when I'm watching like professional films or like commercials, I can be like, oh, that sounds, I've heard the sound before on like premiumbeats.com or something <laughs> like yeah. run by Shutterstock. I'm like, this is so generic. Like, is this yeah. the best you can do? <laughs> yeah. And people pay a premium for this stuff too. So I find it kind of interesting. Yeah. This, this dichotomy. Damn, and sound, sound design, too, is just, like, yeah. it's so important as well. I, I mean, it's one thing to, like, get the audio so it sounds good, like, yeah. you know, decent enough. But then, like, I've started to find that it's much more worth your time on, like, sound design rather than, like, getting really specific with the color grade or, you know, doing any weird visual effects or something. Like, people like the, the audio way, way more than the visuals, I think. Yeah. 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 Because people expect to hear it. Like, I've, I've noticed that even if I do, like, a really good job, I can tell, like, looking at my old stuff, like, if someone speaks and, like, it's, like, misaligned, like, half a second, it's, like, one of the first things I notice. Yeah. And then, I'm, and then I talk to them afterwards. I'm like, hey, what do you think about the color grading and stuff like this? And they're like, oh, yeah, look normal. And I'm like, I put a lot of time into Yeah. That. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, but you definitely. should really fix the mouth. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, okay, I guess people just just either don't care or it's just not that important like we we place it as important like color grading and but as long as it doesn't look like terrible then it's yeah it's okay you know? yeah the, the best day. compliment is like to not get an insult you know because <laughs> nobody's gonna, like Incredible. nobody goes to see like you know the latest marvel film they're like yeah you know it was like really good i loved the way that they like got the blacks just like right on the perfect <laughs> spot you know Nobody really cares about that. That's incredible. I've never heard that before. I'm going to steal that. Hope you yeah. don't mind. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Yeah. What about you, Dane? Is, what are your thoughts? Do you think sound design is as important as the visuals? or? Yeah, I, I would say so, for sure. Yeah, like, even even just, like, with our last short film, Beast with Echoes, like, it took a long, a long time just to, you basically just have to, you know, you have that white noise in the background for a lot of it. You just try to find where it's the the most quiet or the, the least noticeable uh, white noise and just fill it in everywhere because, and then you just get the, like the audio jumps and it's, it's stressful, but I, I think it just drives you crazy. If it's not, it drives the audience crazy too. I think if it's not yeah. how yeah. it should, you're expecting yeah. something like a basic, like, like, the fundamental of just like the audio being normal like that's basically all anyone asks for and that's <laughs> yeah. harder than, that's harder than it sounds to actually get <laughs> can you imagine going to see like avengers endgame or something like that right like it's just got like award-winning like visuals and like you're seeing planets and just like 
these crazy visuals, but then, you know, you hear Iron Man at the end, and it's, like, super muffled, like, white noise, like, oh, I am Iron Man, and it just sounds awful. Like, people would never forgive that. Like, they would be talking about that forever. I feel like I still talk about, like, Christian Bale in The Dark Knight, just, like, the way he sound. I'm like, is this the best you could do? Like, yeah. everything is so good. But, like, my biggest gripe with that, I was like, that's his voice. Yeah. Batman has been done so many times, like even the animated series and like every other iteration sounds leagues better than this. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's like this muffled, oh, like obviously fake. Yeah. Impersonation. yeah totally. it's, it's weird. Yeah. It sounds like he's doing a Batman impression. Yeah. Like Honestly, some, yeah. like someone in their basement is just like, oh, hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not. Yeah. We for the animated series, it's been like the same guy voicing Batman for years and years, and like he works on so many different, like he works on video games and animated shows from like different studios. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the same guy, <laughs> over and over. Yeah. I don't know why they they could have just dubbed it over. Like I don't know. They just uh, maybe that would cast that guy. I mean, they're yeah. getting what's his name? Uh, they're getting the Twilight guy to play Batman. Oh, next. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. So if you could get Robert Pattinson to play Batman, why don't you just get like the voice actor who does Batman all the time? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Whatever. Um. <laughs> that's yeah. That was like 2008. That's so long ago. But still, yeah. When I think about that <laughs> yeah. movie, I think it pays to the point where it's like, yeah, audio is like such a big thing. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, what's Heath Ledger's performance is like the second thing that comes up, but I I think the biggest my the first thing I think of is like Batman's voice. Yeah, I was just like, you have so much money, like Christopher Nolan, like it, this shouldn't have been. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe did did you not like Batman. Christopher Nolan as Batman or just the voice that he did? Um, I feel like it was just it was just the voice, like just the way that they did it, just sounded yeah. so cheesy. Like, it totally took me out of the experience. Like, I feel like it really ruined the movie for me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was a great movie. Beautiful. Like, I love the plot story. Oh, so good. But yeah, just, just the freaking voice. That's a shame. And of all things, to have that, like, you know, when a movie's almost perfect, and the thing that makes it not perfect is the voice of the lead actor. Yeah. That's, that's like, not a good time. I don't know. I don't know how relevant this is, but like, I'm not a huge, huge soccer fan, but I know of like the biggest players and whatnot. And I always used to see like David Beckham's face on like everything, and I'm like, he's like this huge superstar, and he gets paid millions. He has like so many ads endorsing blah 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 blah. blah. And then I and then I saw this meme that was like it made fun of his voice and I was like, Oh, I don't understand. So then I looked it up and it was like a whole thing. And it was like, because David Beckham has like this really high pitched squeaker voice. Mm. And now every time I look at him, I can't take him seriously. <laughs> like his looks is, he's like so chiseled. He's like built. He's like athletic. He's, I don't know if he's tall, but like he has like everything, you know? Yeah. And then his voice is just, it just takes away from it all. <laughs> so audio is everything, even in real life, not even okay. just in film. I think so. I think yeah. I've seen it also this reference in a bunch of movies. I can't remember. It was some rom com where this really oh maybe it was an advert. I don't remember. But it there's 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 this group of girls and then this really hot guy comes up to them and then he just like talks and he's like a squeak he has like a squeaker voice. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing this. Yeah. And then they just laugh and then they just like make fun of him and then I, and then the guy's like oh and then he like leaves. <laughs> I was like yeah wow. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what that was off. I feel like it was like a Adam Sandler film for some. Was it Grown Ups? Maybe. I feel like it was Grown Ups. They were like sitting at the beat or sitting at a pool or whatever. Yeah. In like yeah. The lawn chairs. I don't. I have no idea. But yeah. I think I think sound is super important. Like yeah. Looks looks is great and everything, but sound once again, I feel like now that I'm making all these connections in my head, just talking about it. Yeah. I just like realize how important this is. You know. Yeah. And it's, yeah, totally. I mean, again, like, you could take, like, a blockbuster film, like Transformers or something, but if you just, like, got all the audio from, like, the camera or something, it would totally take you out of it. Like, it'd be so weird to hear, like, all that muffled sound and, like, distant voices and, like, there's no, like, sound designers, like, you know, like, like picking a glass up off the table, you know, like, yeah. requires its own, like, sound effect, right? It's, like... And if you didn't have that stuff, like, that's what's going to make it look amateur. I used to ask myself that as, like, why is it that, like, I can get a shot, like, you know, when you're outside trying to get shots or something, it's like, I can yeah. get a shot that honestly looks pretty good. Like, it looks like you could see this on a TV show or, like, a film or something. But then, like, you watch the clip back and you're like, what's wrong with this, though? Like, why isn't it quite, like... Why doesn't it feel like I'm going to watch this on TV? And it's honestly just because like, it doesn't sound like it would be on TV. And I think that's what takes away from it most of the time. Yeah. Every time I see, like, adverts, like, and they just do something crazy, I always love to go even behind the scenes and see, like, how exactly did they do it? And it's super mm -hmm. interesting to see, like, how fake everything is. Yeah. And that's kind of the approach I had for my first, uh, our first project that we did, third year. Um, and that's why I decided to do, that's why I decided to make a hamburger. I was like, I just want to make just like just a regular <laughs> hamburger, but like, so the premise is pretty rudimentary, like, but right. it's like, how can I, con how can I make this amazing? How can I like turn this on its head? And so I, I followed everything that I thought I knew, like doing editing techniques, color grading, uh, nice in focus shots, close ups, um, crazy pans, like transitions yeah. out the wazoo. And then it still looked like, like the final product, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's it. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I spent so many days <laughs> on this, so many hours, and it just looks whatever. And then I discovered that, yeah, everything's fake, and I actually used real ingredients, and that's why it doesn't look that great. And oh, it wasn't like in a controlled environment, like with, with consistent lighting. Like, I did it midday, a lot of lighting coming in, natural uh, and I had, like, two lights, but it just, I guess, wasn't controlled enough. And so it just, yeah. And then the food, yeah, like, the lettuce, because it took two hours to film, like, the the intro. Like, the lettuce was wilting by the end, so it's, like, that consistency as well. And I'm just, like, these are oh, things wow. you just don't think about going into it. Even though I had, like, we had to do the whole production behind. And I was, like, oh, my gosh, what a waste of time. Like, going forward, it, it helps you. But you wouldn't know until you actually do it. Yeah, totally. I mean, which is a good, I mean, it's good because I like I've never had to work with food in like filming anything. And your point about like the lettuce like getting gross by the end of it is like I would never think that I have to bring like extra lettuce, you know, to keep in a fridge to make sure that like when you know two hours later and this lettuce just looks disgusting, <laughs> we have to like swap it out, you know? Yeah. And, like, you keep on having to, like, put water droplets on it, but, I mean, they just, like, paint it on or they use, like, a special type of glue. 
to make yeah. it look like it so they don't actually have to you like put it under because then it would soak into the patty if you're trying to get that shot and uh, there's like so much to think about when it comes to food and i'm just like this is just like one tiny like aspect of film like it's not it's just well, no. imagine if because that was was how long did that be like was that 60 seconds what you produced it or? was 45 i think max. 45 seconds imagine like that was a a short scene in like a bigger film you know <laughs> Like, all that time spent in just, like, 45 seconds to make that, like, kind of creative, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, maybe the guy's, like, on drugs or something making this, this hamburger. But, yeah. like, but now you have the other, you know, hour and a half to fill. It's crazy. Just, like, how much time much. goes into this stuff. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I always knew it was a long process, but I didn't realize how much work goes into it. Yeah. Even talking to some of our artists, uh, I know Dan can attest to this, but it takes a long time to even make like a shitty song. Like at the end of the day, it's just like the worst sounding song you can imagine actually requires like some skill, some level, some degree. Just ask, uh, what's his name? Viper? I believe. <laughs> it's pretty good. But, well, Viper makes like 370 albums a year though. So. Yeah. Wow. Like, he's quite fast. He's quite fast. Oh, my gosh. A, a day, basically. Oh, man. That's impressive. <laughs> I don't think it takes that as, it Do you think he's going to... That's more Do albums you... than there are days in the year. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Wow. <laughs> Do you think I, I, he's, like, I doing, really like, three albums a day now that he's in quarantine? Like, this is all he can quarantine. do, right? So, so. Yeah. Oh man, he's gonna have like five hundred albums this year. <laughs> That's really good. Because YouTube's pretty active. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, broke, uh, I think is. he broke a few world records though. But his stuff's pretty interesting, honestly. Yeah. I like I like it. like it's, it's 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 something. Something. What do you do when he film scoring? Viper. Yeah. I don't know. You could you could look, you could reach out to him. I want to I want to actually interview him at some point with uh with all of you guys. <laughs> You're like, gonna do like a massive interview. <laughs> well, Ben Ben for sure. You. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Nick Manessis. Uh, yeah. Nice. One. Viper's just he's inspiring. He just he motivates you to just make stuff every day. That's what. Uh, I that is true. Yeah, I gotta give him props. Like I don't really. I mean, like, he has some songs that I'm just like, wow, he actually, like, spent time. But I feel like the majority of his music, he's just freestyling. Like, he's doing the James Brown version. And I'm like, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it pays off sometimes because sometimes, like, things just happen. Like, a lot of improv is kind of hit or miss. But, like, every once in a while, you will have that gem, that diamond in the rough. But, I mean, like, when he nails it, it's, it's freaking hilarious. And he has, like, millions of views on, like, certain videos on YouTube. But I think for the most part, he's just doing it because he can, and it's like, why not? And it's it's creative. Sure. Well, with the whole idea of like quantity, like today it's kind of quantity over quality, just like just the internet yeah. generation. That's just how it is. But I think it, it always kind of has been like whether you really know it or not. Like like big like some of the biggest artists, they probably have like fifty unreleased tracks from that album alone, probably. Oh um, man, just think of like. Think of like ACDC and how popular they are, but they've got like, they've got so many duds though. <laughs> like, there's so many songs you've n never even heard of before. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, 
but they just like keep releasing them and they have this audience right and it's like you know even their like their audience may not regularly listen to all these different songs but they're like they love to just have more is all you know just because like they love acdc and they love like the devil horns and the the statement that they're making and everything you know it's like it's like they have like this like really hardcore audience that kind of just like follows them no matter what and then when that like crazy like when they release back in black you know it's like like mind-blowing kind of stuff so i imagine it's the same thing to a level with like viper right he's like releasing all this stuff all the time and it's like people are into it on like a moderate or maybe a higher level and then once in a while he comes up with something like incredible and then everyone's just like super into it which kind of makes those incredible songs like even more incredible in yeah. a way yeah yeah like it, it's funny it's some like some artists are very like you know they go into the studio they want it to be perfect they but even then I'm, I mean, even like the masters out there, like they probably they probably have more than you'd ever imagine. Oh yeah, unreleased stuff that they're just like, yeah, we were just messed around. We were just learning how to mix. We were learning how to, you know, experiment with these new instruments, whatever programs, whatever. Yeah. So I think like you have to take, kind of take the same perspective. Like obviously, quality is better than quantity. Like there's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt. But you need to like do both. Like you need to have like a There's a balance level of yeah. both quantity and quality, right? Otherwise, you just you're a perfectionist and you don't do anything, and then you have nothing to show, right? Yeah, and that's just that's worse than trying and failing, in my opinion. Yeah, that's and you know what? It's that's especially true in the world of even just client work and like deadlines too, right? Oh, yeah. It, it kind of goes back to when we were talking about like the perfect color grade or something. Like, whenever you hand this off to like a corporate or organization, this video that you made for them, like they're never like, yeah, great job with the the colors like i love that they're like well i don't know if this is the right message also like this is five days late (laughs) so (laughs) yeah sometimes it's better just to deliver yeah i I honestly sometimes like i did my uh practicum with calgary foundation mm -hmm. last summer and it was a lot it was like a lot of videos and they wanted like you know they're just like basic promotional stuff right and you know i'd spent so long like processing and like making sure like you know, it has a perfect look and everything, and I'd record it in, like, this certain way, so it's easier to color grade later and all this stuff. But then it's, like, you color grade it, but now you got to, like, render all this footage out so that we can re-import it. And then it's, like, a video that, realistically, I could have filmed on my phone and then cut it together in, like, a day <laughs> it has taken me a week because, like, I'm just trying to make it look, like, stellar. Yeah. 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 I, and I was so fortunate weird. because I was on like I was fortunate because I was on like a uh, you know like I was on a wage like I was like there oh, for yeah. hours right it's not like it was a, a per project thing but if it was per project and this was like a regular freelance thing like you know you're just not making that much money if you're focused on like how perfect it looks right yeah I, I've, I encountered that, I think, the first year I took up this uh, volunteer gig working with this uh, fitness company. And I remember I spent so long, and I lugged around, like, the, the giant cameras we had, like the P, 
150s. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, the, the bigger ones, the P250s. I can't remember. The 500s I mean, were the big ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, because we didn't have anything. It was the first year, and that's the only thing I, that's the only camera I knew. And I wasn't comfortable enough with my DSLR to film. And so I was just like, okay. So I, I went to this place. And the owner was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just we want certain shots of this, 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 this. We want to have, like, us having a good time with the clients and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, we're good. And then I was like, okay, is there anything I should know? Like, is everyone okay being recorded? Do I have to bring, like, a form? And he's like, no, no, no I'll just tell everyone. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when the day of filming comes, and I go in, and I'm, like, recording these people. And so and everyone's like, just chill with this. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I started recording um, some of the females and then they're like, oh, please don't record me. Like, don't do this. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I, I won't do that. So then I just focused on like mainly on guys because I guess it's kind of creepy. Like some guy you don't yeah, know. Yeah. If you're not, they don't really, they know it's a commercial, but they don't really know. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was, I was like, okay, whatever. We'll just, we'll just film the guys. And then I spent so long working because my levels were off and it was first year and I was just awful and it was P500. So I spent so long editing this work and at the end of it, I submitted and I'm like, okay, I spent like way more than I should have. I have like school to do. What do you think of the video? And then the, I remember the guy just like his only comment was, it needs more girls. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't care about anything else? Like, you're not going to say And He's like, no, it just needs more girls. And I was like, I don't have any girls shots because they asked me not to record even though you promised. And he was like, We'll find some clips. And then I was like, I, I can't because the job you is done. Like, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then I just never heard from him again. And I was like, what a waste. And then I looked oh, on his no. website. He didn't even post my video. I was like. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. you know, some people just only want one thing. I feel like, you know. But, you know, going forward, I, I guess it taught me a lot. You know, like, make sure you have, like, the consent of everyone. Even the owner, they don't really know everything and at yeah. the end of the day like as much as i spent like color grading and matching the clips to the music and you know figuring out all the details and getting the lighting just right and the angles making it cool it doesn't matter because you know he it didn't have enough girls so yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> i was just like wow very eye-opening for me so yeah <laughs> um, it's not what? about like making it pretty it's like you gotta convey a proper message or something you know yeah and and i guess their message was they needed you know more women but <laughs> yeah i guess they wanted to appeal to both sexes or you know yeah, yeah. make it a bit more diverse i guess but, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so like, you're like yeah i gotta like match up the music and like that's what's important yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter i did so much research too i looked up like so many gym videos and saw what they did and tried to apply those same effects and the same stuff <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah yeah all went out the window yeah so <laughs> it's all the fun like, stuff that people don't care about yeah oh well it was a learning experience i look on it fondly you know what yeah. not to do going forward <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think brennan you and me talked about this with um nit wally our artist we had back in the fall and um essentially like i think people are so used to these sort of um overnight sensation stories that they expect it to like always mm -hmm. occur or happen to them as well right so yeah. maybe they're scared to just make something that's not how it, how they imagine it and just like experiment trial and error because they, they think like, oh no, everyone will remember this bad project I did. In reality, like no one will, like you just, you just, it's, it's a learning curve. You hide it on YouTube. It, it's, it's just for you to see, or you just, you keep it just to watch later. Like you don't have to post it on the internet. So 
I think like also like I, I've heard from so many directors who say the exact same thing. Like I had to make 50 short films before I ever made a feature film. I yeah. had to just, just wow. like, it, it was just totally the opposite of what you expect. Like you see, like you expect this guy that just rises out of nowhere and wins an award at the Cannes Film Festival or Sundance or whatever. And you yeah. see like, oh, they haven't really done anything before this. Like, how did they just like make this as their first project? But then you realize, oh, well, of course they have like a hundred projects behind them or more, but you don't see those because they're not being published anywhere. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's all just like, that's why we were in school. That's why we're students. Like, so I think that's like the thing. If I had to re shift my focus or my perspective and do it all over again, that's what I would do from the beginning first year is just remember like, okay, I'm not going to be making like the perfect movie or anything like that while I'm in school. But yeah, that'll set me up to then learn how to do that later. And yeah, that's definitely I, relatable. I've had that same anxiety where I've like put off working on projects that I want to work on because like, I'm not ready yet or like, I don't have the talent quite yet. So I like, I'm just yeah. not courageous enough to pick it up and just do it already. And then when I, you know, like, I think like, all right, I'm ready. And then like, I finally pick up a big project. I learn like, oh, frick, like, <laughs> I really wish I'd done this like a long time ago because this is not very good at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the more you do that, the further you get away from your first project because it's, yeah. it's just stepping stones. It's just building that, the stairs to the, to the good one that you'll be making. So yeah. And it's nice life. too. Like if you can look back on like a lot of work, you get to see how you've kind of grown. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, if you hypothetically just, like, got really good and then released, you know, Avengers 10 or something, <laughs> like, you wouldn't get to see that progression. You would just, like, see Avengers 10. Yeah. 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 I look back on uh, my first short film, uh, A Tug in the Dark. Um, it was <laughs> it was good. Uh, made a lot of mistakes, you know. Definitely yeah. baby steps going forward. It's public. I mean, I have no plans yeah. of, like, taking it down. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't believe I actually used that in my portfolio when I was applying for volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, it'll always have like a special place in my heart, you know, it's just, yeah. that was like my first attempt with an actual large group beyond like me and my family members or a friend or two, you know, yeah. Yeah. like it was working with people you didn't know with the camera you were unfamiliar with and taking like the first big leap forward. And so I thought that was really, I don't know, it just yeah. holds a special place in my heart. And, you know, yeah. I like to look fondly on the tug in the dark. <laughs> That's my, I, I love going back and watching like old projects that are just like terrible, you know? Yeah. Cause you can get so in your head about stuff that you work on even like right now. Yeah. When like you are a lot better, but then it's just so nice to look at projects from the beginning or even like a little bit later on. You're like, wow, okay, like I definitely did get better, you know? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Do you look on your yeah. KD commercial at all? Oh my god, I haven't seen that commercial in so long. I don't even know where I could find it if I'm honest. <laughs> in your 12 terabytes. <laughs> yeah. School. <laughs> I know. It just be know. buried. But yeah, I like to look back on these things, you know, I, yeah. I cringe, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a cringe comp in itself, but I, mm. I think there's a lot to learn, you know, going forward. Yeah. And it, it just, it warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after ever, like every project that I watch or, or that I like make, I watch it like a thousand times once it's done. Like 
and it's not even that I'm just like obsessed with it. Sometimes I'm like I like it or something, and that's kind of why I'm watching it. But a lot of the time, just like I'm watching and I'm just like picking it apart, like things that were just like not done very well, or just like things I could like work on in the future. It's like yeah, like with the uh, "Tell Me What You See" the music video oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that you were the the antagonist in. Good times. Yeah. Um, um, I've watched that like a thousand times by now, just like taking it apart. And it's like, well, I could have done this different, like the visual effects, or I could have shot it different this way, or it's missing this and that kind of thing. It's like, I'll I'll say this as a, like, I'm watching it in front of people, and they're like, Chris, like, you're being so hard on yourself. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's all right, man. Like, it's not that bad. Right. (laughs) It's not that I think it's bad. It's just like I'm being nitpicky, so that way the next one's just like a little better. Even better. Yeah. yeah. I gotta yeah. learn. I gotta learn that control too, because I do the same thing. Like, and I feel like artists in general just like be like, "Oh, I could have drew this line better, or, or I could have yeah. painted. I could have layered it on, or oh, I should have changed the shape of this." And and my sister actually graduated from ACAD, and I see her doing it all the time. Like sometimes she just like paints this like massive piece, and then she looks at it and she's like. No, and then she just like redoes it again. I'm just like, oh really? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's easy for us because we can like actually like change like aspects, like going into like Adobe Premiere or whatever, and we can like rearrange things. But, yeah. Like, with painting, it's 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 a lot. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to like, restart from square one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I'm like, whew, I'm kind of glad I'm not in there. Like still in the arts, but yeah. I'm not that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Too, too much. That's commitment. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, like, artists, like, pen and paper artists and sculptures and stuff, like, they're probably a lot tougher on themselves because it is, like, it's not like us where we could go, I mean, worst case scenario, like, we just have to get, you know, get the shot again or something, right? But for, you know, somebody drawing pen and paper, pencil and paper or whatever, like, you can't really erase, you know, a portion of your thing. you got to just throw it out and start over, so... And who's going to want to work on something they realize halfway through they've kind of messed up. They're not going to just finish it (laughs) with obvious mistake. So where we can even work around it. Like I find with like a lot of scenes that I worked on and I'm like, just, I thought this would be better. I just like, I'm like, okay, I'll just figure out my narrative. I'll just rework my narrative and I'll just get rid of it entirely. It's not like, like, Oh, I drew the other eye wrong. I'll just get rid of it entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe they could give them an eye patch or something. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I guess you have to, well, yeah, depending on the message. You're trying. Wow. Yeah. It's like the Mona Lisa and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be a whole different approach. You'd have to like give her a cigar or something. Yeah. Like, a parrot on the shoulder. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be so funny though. Any thoughts on this, Dane? What What are your opinions? Yeah, I feel like I think an important thing is to have like a good sort of relationship with like a producer type. If you're the director, if, the, if you're the the auteur of a project, like have a good relationship with a producer, you know, has your back and like, they, they don't want to push you to release something too early, but they're, they're a little bit on you about the deadlines. Or even if you can be producer and you can be the producer and the director, mm-hmm. like set firm deadlines. And I don't know, because I think that relationship is really important in any sort of, medium like some like you don't want someone like breathing down your back asking if you're done but you also you also need someone to just kind of tell you like it's okay just this is this is how far 
you've come and this is you just need to focus on something else like go go yeah. make a project it's like yeah. writers get stuck where they're just they get lost in their own stories they don't know where it, it'll end and they just yeah they, they take years to release something and that's when like a producer kind of needs to guide them and be like you kind of just have to get it out there otherwise no one's going to read your work for many years or no one's going to see your stuff so yeah that's a good point like if you're too hard on yourself like throughout yeah. the process like you're just like sure maybe you'll get this like little detail perfect but nobody's going to appreciate it because they're never going to see it right <laughs> yeah yeah i'm guilty yeah. of that for sure I'm oh definitely yeah yeah well i think like creative people are like that's the way that they think they like that's why they're creative is because they're like right down to the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. kind of stuff so it's kind of like a catch-22 sort of yeah like you need time to think and time to to create but you also some limit i guess like soft deadlines and then a hard deadline at the end and just kind of let go of it otherwise it can kind of haunt you for too long like I don't know. I just don't think it's healthy to hang on to stuff too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that like developmental or development hell they call it, where just like something's just stuck in like the state of like a film just stuck in this endless production hell where it doesn't finish. It's like yeah. an actual thing, like an actual term, or just like the project's not coming out because everyone's disagreeing on something. And when there's money involved, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of limits, unfortunately, we hit a, an hour just now. We hit oh. 60 minutes, and yeah, I'm afraid Deemer BF is... We have we could talk for another two hours, I know it, but we have, we're artists, but we have to, you know... We're yeah, to, you got to know when enough is enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That was Chris Campbell, our sixth guest, I think, seventh in quarantine. I think I'm lost. I've lost count. Just like the days, I don't know. Just like I have, days. I never know what day it is anymore. Yeah, I'm never keeping track. That's me. That's me all the time. Well, the video will be out in a few minutes once we uh, end the call and we uh, publish it hopefully soon. Thanks so much, Chris, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Give your website. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can visit feeloutimages.com. It's uh, a new uh, company that I'm starting up. Oh, did Dane just leave? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, this is still recording. Oh, okay. I thought he's just like, no, <laughs> I don't He's like, yeah, I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to take my camera off. I'm, I'm starting a, a company called Feel Out Images, and it's a altruistic yeah. content creation. It's about supporting local business and local artists and things like that. Um, I'm in the middle of producing a series about, you know, the importance of community, things like that. Um, obviously, I won't be able to release too much or produce too much uh, until, you know, we're able to start, you know, coming back together again. But, um, yeah, you can tune in for that sort of stuff. You can see my latest music video, Tell Me What You See. And you can see Brendan Flasky's face <laughs> as the lead antagonist. That's crazy. Well, looking forward to it and your future projects. It's, it's going to be exciting times. I can't wait to see your stuff too, Dane. Your music, your film, multi-talented. Yeah. DM your BF works. From all of us. And yeah. we'll be we'll start the DM your BF uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, Crazy we'll get right on that. Yeah. We'll get the trademarks going out, copyright. Yeah, totally. The whole yeah. 
yeah. action figures potentially. Who knows? Yeah, you guys have a legal department, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, this has uh, been DMURBF. Thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Once again, we thanks. appreciate it so much. And bye. Take bye-bye. care.